It's another episode of the Q Review with your host, Kenny. This time, Kenny talks to solo LGBTQ artist Michael Madrano about his vintage-inspired video, Easier, and just what hashtag Madrano family really means. And as always, we explore the Q2 and video of the week. We're doing it all just for you. We hope you enjoy. Stop. Take a minute. Tell me that you want a life without me in it and lock away everything you feel. Stay another minute. Can see it in your eyes and know you want a minute and wait. Give me something real. I'm not playing games tonight. If we're gonna do it, gotta do it right. You give me a taste tonight. Just can't get enough. Your hips, your back, your waist, the face you make. The way you say, I take all of your attention. All of your attention. Your hips, your back, your waist, the face you make. The way you say, I take all of your attention. All of your attention. That was. Hannah Trigwell and her latest attention. And Hannah has definitely gotten our attention, England's attention, and probably soon the attention of the international music uh, listening audience. Attention is a bit of a departure for Hannah. This is a a bass-loaded song that is a great party song. It's not party in terms of electronic party. It's party in terms of bass and bumping and you're ready for a night on the town. It is a fantastic song. I have it on repeat. I can't stop listening to it, and I love it, love it, love it. So you need to get out there and listen to Hannah Trigwell's Attention. I had a breakdown today Somehow you always know what to say All my doubts and anxiety You break them down so easy Found me on the floor, shake You lift me up and it breaks So unstable Wish I could see myself through your eyes I think I'd love myself just one time Cause baby you paint me in the best light Paint me in the best light I know I don't deserve a pedestal My tongue is quick and I'm a handful And you have every right to let go You don't have to hold me don't want to love You don't have to talk me down If it's all too much I wish I were easier Easier to love I wish we were easy But baby we're not On the Q Review Podcast we have the one and only Michael Madrano. Welcome to the show Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, Michael, you're in L.A. I sure am. Just l- How's little, the weather? A little ways away from you. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, it's uh, warm all the time. Yeah, it's... Literally. Uh, we don't experience that. That's that's okay. But we uh, <laughs> up here in, in Canada. So, uh, about a month ago, Easier was out, yeah? Yeah, uh, it just came out, yeah, exactly a month ago, like as of like two days ago. For me, kind of listening to it and reviewing it, I really enjoyed it. And it's one of those singles that um, obviously from picking up from you on social media is is pretty special for you. This has been a, a song that, you know, you put a lot of yourself into. Where where did it come right. out of? 
it honestly was a very fast thing for me. I wrote the song in maybe about 10 minutes and maybe only edited the second verse a little bit. It started out as a letter to someone because I felt I was too much and I felt like I was overwhelming them. And I was just like, I, I don't know how you put up with me. I can be so much and you always know what to say to me and you always know how to talk me down. And I mean, though a lot of the words in the song were things that I said to this person. I try to do that with all my music. I try to make it really real and conversational. Um, so it, it just came really fast and it was just a really honest thing for me. It, I, it, it healed me a lot too. It was nice. It, it was, I'm glad I was able to share it with people. I hope that they can find the same piece that I found. Well, I think that's what resonates with it. And that's kind of what I picked up on was that it was a pretty honest song and it was, it was really kind of putting yourself out there in, in, in a kind of a vulnerable way, but it, that, that healing kind of bit, I think that you were trying to go for and that you were trying to, to work with, I think really came through because I instantly picked up on like, this was something, there was something about this that I really kind of connected with that it was, it was, you know, that emotion that you were, you were putting into it. What, what is your background in music? Where does that, where does this come from? The love of music and, and creating? So, I mean, I've been singing my entire life and uh, I was really just kind of singing in the car with my mom when I was like little and uh, just kind of enjoying music. And she was always really big on pop music and whatever was big. And um, I grew up with just a lot of music in my house. My dad was also a musician. Um, he was uh, signed to a label at one point when he was younger as a bassist. So it's just kind of in my family. And um, when I was 12, I, I, it's so funny, I accidentally got enrolled in our band program. It was just like a by chance thing. And I started picking up all these instruments and I instantly loved it. And it just kind of kept progressing into something more and more where I started writing my own songs and I knew I wanted to use my voice. And it's just, it's been my whole life, really. And I think Easier is, I think your fourth, is it your fourth single? Easier is, um, technically, I believe it's my sixth, but since my whole like rebirth last year, I guess, um, it's my fourth, yes. It'd be my fourth single. Um, Kind of going through like your discography a bit and that and just kind of listening to the rest of your music. Have you had a chance to play live much at all? Um, I did a couple showcases before I put out Heal. They're very small and like little studios and stuff. So I got to perform for small audiences, but I haven't gotten to do a full production yet, which I'm looking forward to because we're talking about that. And I have a couple guys that want to play with me and uh, we want to put together this really interesting show. I'm really, I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping to do that summer and fall. There is a really strong group of, and, and a lot in LA, of, of young LGBT artists that are connected on Twitter. I'm noticing that there's at least an online support for each other that's kind of happening. And I'm just curious, if you, if you folks know one another, do you work together? Or is this just a, a, a social media type thing where it just came together? Yes, yeah, so that's actually really cool because... We, I don't, I have never met a lot of these people in real life. Uh, me and Davey Boy, uh, another great artist, are pretty close. We text a lot and we DM, but we, he lives not too far from me. I think 30 minutes without traffic. He, because the traffic is real here. Um, <laughs> he lives pretty relatively close, but like Bronze also, I haven't met him, but we all just kind of DM each other and like we like to talk to each other about our music and hype each other up because, you know, it's just, it's already hard enough for us to try to break into the industry. The last thing we want to do is be against each other. So it's been really nice to see the little support group around me. And they've really embraced me over the past year, you know, watching them build each other up and, 
and vice versa. It's been really nice. So yeah, I don't work with them or anything. I just, we all just kind of support each other. It, it really seems like there is that support structure there. And, and it kind of, I, I talked to uh, a few other artists about this, uh, how sometimes social media fans especially can make it seem as though an artist is getting more attention from the industry than they actually are. And it can kind of play with people a little bit and, you know, you start kind of talking to them and then you start to realize that like, no, they, they really are looking for support structures. So it's nice to see that happening amongst the artists and there's pockets of them that are, it's really cool. Like you see in different, like Nashville's got a whole thing going on. Um, Right. But LA, there's, there's so many of you out there and, I think Davey Boy's great. I'm, I'm glad that you have somebody like him to kind of connect with because I just think he's he's so creative. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, I want to work on some stuff with him. I might be sending him demos and stuff and whatnot. I I really love his friendship, and uh, it's nice to have him and and all the other LGBTQ plus artists supporting me because you know I don't have PR, I don't have management. Um, I just kind of do this thing and I reach out to producers and work with my little team of friends and that's about it. So to see it received so well and see other artists pushing it for me, it, it means a lot. Speaking of that, so now do you get a lot of young artists contacting you? Because you're you're very out there on, on social media. You're very prominent. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I actually have gotten some DMs of uh, people asking for advice and, and people asking me to listen to their music. That's why I started that playlist because there's a lot of artists that are just so good and like, really deserve to have a platform and even I you know it's so funny that you you see me this way because I'm always tearing myself down like I could be bigger I could be doing more I could be really be putting myself out there more but yeah I mean it, it, it's nice to see other artists reaching out to me and saying hey can you listen to this song can you listen, can you tell me what you think of this and yeah it's definitely a thing that started happening with me especially in the past like 10 months it's been really cool well, it's a little bit of that, like, you're not alone kind of thing, right? They, right. they feel like they can make a connection, then they're, mm-hmm. they're not the only one out there that's struggling. They're all, everybody's kind of going through the same kind of hurdles and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And it's nice to have so many people have your back and see you as a valid artist, because that, that's a struggle for me, myself. I, even now, I have a hard time seeing myself as, like, a legit artist that's taken seriously and you guys showing support has helped me really believe in myself i think that's kind of what we get from it too is that we 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 started to see and i i know i really started to see the the need for artists to have that support and to have some voices out there to you know push along and no matter if you're if you're small and i think that sometimes we have to manage our expectations especially with social media that you know likes Mm -hmm. and follows don't necessarily always equate into success Um, but we have it in our head that if we don't have 10,000 followers we're not a success and you can still have a thousand but still have having that engagement with people and I think that's kind of what I'm starting to see now is the engagement is so strong from the followers that you do have and I think that really lends to the kind of artists that you are. Yeah, it means the world to me, too, because, I mean, I remember even a year ago, old me and my friends being the ones to really receive my songs and tell me that they liked them. And after, you know, my collaboration with Steve Grant, he, I feel yeah, he exposed me to a lot of people. And he was so kind, too, because he just loved the song Heal and wanted to be on it. It's been so cool to have people who actually care and actually want to listen and actually reach out to me. It changed my perception of everything that I do. 
so kind of switching gears, going back to uh, easier for a bit. The video for easier that was uh, that's obviously shot somewhere near you. That was just kind of with friends and and just some just friends who are helping you out with that video. Right. Yeah. Uh, I shoot everything with my amazing creative director Isaac Luna. He 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 takes my ideas and make them makes them so much bigger. And we're on a budget, obviously, and he makes them so pretty. It's like he makes the video so wonderful to look at. And I have a lot of friends. I've shot in like my friend's backyard. I shot on some local streets. I was like all over California. Like part of it was in Lake Elsinore. Elsinore. Another part was you know down here in LA. And we just kind of had this idea to uh, tell my story through the "Call Me by Your Name" theme, and we wanted to just really make it like a surreal experience. And that's you know why we did the tears and everything. And I want to do more stuff like that with my next song. The film stock and the quality of the video, I think really, it's very successful. It really reminds you of kind of like that 70s kind of road trip vibe, just the graininess yeah. of, the, um, of, the, of the film stock and, and how the production was done. And I think it works really well with the song. And I think it actually makes the song, it elevates the song even more so. But it's very, it's very picturesque because the, the oranges and everything really stand out. So with Call Me By Your Name being a piece of it, I, I understand that's probably where all the peaches came from. Right, yes. And it, it was very, a, whole, a very symbolic thing because I really felt, I could really feel Elio and how difficult he was with Oliver. And we wanted to just really blow that up in the video. And um, I, I, I think we did a really good job. I'm really glad that you pointed out the whole 70s aspect, actually, because we're really pushing that as a part of who I am as an artist. Um, we wanted to make that the focus of all of our artwork. We were really inspired some, by some uh, photographers from the 70s to create this whole look. So really cool that you caught on to that. And uh, yeah, the peach, the peach thing was, was a really cool thing that we uh, pulled from the movie. It's a very vintage feeling to the video. If you ever get a chance, check out. Um, there's another LGBT artist by the name of River Weston. Mm -hmm. He he does River his West. own uh, videos very similar. It it's kind of like an old family, you know, motion picture type thing. Uh, it's really neat well, that right. style of of filming, and it really it really takes the music to a different place. So it's it's very cool. All that in said, what, what are you finding the biggest challenge for you as like, a young artist? And I know that the industry can be not the, the, the most welcoming place, uh, but what, what are you finding the challenges right now? Probably getting people who are in the industry to take you seriously. There are so many of us artists, and there are so many people who are so talented. And, um, I feel it's been hard to kind of I mean, I can stand out on my own. I think my art stands on its own. I, I, I appreciate that. But it's been hard to really connect with anyone because there are anyone who can give me an opportunity or give uh, my fellow artists an opportunity because I don't know if they always see a queer artist as someone who has longevity or somebody who will, you know, make them money uh, as, a, as, you know, from a label standpoint. I don't know if they know how to sell an LGBTQ artist. Other, you know, Troy is one of the biggest ones, but I have you, we've never seen an LGBTQ plus artist reach the top 10 of the billboards or anything. So I think they, I think that's been the biggest challenge is getting people to see the worth and the value of an artist like myself. 
And you mentioned Billboard because it's it's interesting because uh, you were in the Queer Necessities Billboard Pride uh, list for April of this year, and yeah. ag- again from somebody from the outside and not having the in the inside understanding, and I see somebody hit Billboard Pride and I see them in that list, you kind of almost get the impression that things have all of a sudden jumped up and elevated for you or, or opened up and doors have opened up for you. Do you find when like after that happened and, and you were, you know, presented in Billboard Pride on Queer Necessities, was all of a sudden, was there a surge? Was there a jump? Did, uh, did it change much or, or was it just pretty much this was nice and, and nothing kind of really changed that much? Um, there was definitely a change. I super, super grateful to the curator, John Alley. He's an amazing guy. Really, really sweet. He loves music and I appreciate that in a curator, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed the difference because I, I got new fans from that and they said, hey, I heard you on Billboard, like you're amazing. Actually, uh, the first time I'd ever been on the Queer Necessities playlist was about a year ago and it was with Heal. And that's how I ended up making a song with uh, Drebe, the rapper. He's, he's so, so talented. And I found him through that playlist. We were both on the same playlist. We ended up talking to each other and that's how our collaboration happened. You know, it, it, it's a really cool, uh, moment for exposure. Uh, so it definitely changed things. It definitely brought in new fans. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, Billboard is huge and all, but it wasn't, it's not this whole thing that's like, oh my gosh, I'm this huge artist now. Everybody knows who I am now. It's it's more of like, you know, it's nice of them to give me that moment and that exposure and all the artists that are on that playlist. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely an achievement when, you know, it's a magazine of that level um, right. picks you up and, and takes notice of you. In the personal life of things, how was Coachella? Fantastic. Really <laughs> hot, though. I was dying the entire time. I was in, like, jeans basically the entire weekend because I hate myself. <laughs> I think, I, I think it, was, it was really fun. It's worth it. I, I, this is my third year going. Um, it, it was actually really motivational for me, too, because I was watching Billie Eilish, uh, and she was my favorite all weekend, and a lot of the other acts, and it was like, wow, I... I this is what I've always wanted. This is what I want to do. There is no doubt in my mind. It's inspiring. That's what I like about Coachella the most. Cause you know, we get really, uh, I think a lot of people get jaded by the influencers and stuff like that going and just taking pictures, but the music discovery aspect and seeing so many acts all at once, I was running from stage to stage because there were so many people I wanted to see. It's just incredible. And it's what makes me love doing what I do. You know? I've kind of talked to you know a few people about this, just about the inclusion of of queer artists on those stages. You you have right. you know Janelle Monae and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kay Tranda. So you know there's some of those artists, but um, I'm curious from because from again outside looking in, and you see a lot of folks who are at the festival and they're posting on social media. So there's a huge audience. Of, of queer uh, goers that are there who are part of the LGBT community. And I'm wondering, right. is, it, is it important to them to see community members, artists on the stages? Do, is there talk about that when you're there? Or is it, or, or is it not that big of a deal for them? Oh, it's, it's a very important. Janelle Monet also was a highlight of the weekend for me. Um, and watching her be a, go up there and be unapologetically queer and talk about her bisexuality and show it in her performance she's incredible to begin with but to do that on such a huge platform she was main stage so it it felt it was empowering for someone like myself and i'm sure a lot of other people to see a queer figure in front of this 
huge audience and seeing people embrace them. It's, it's really nice. Definitely important to seeing Sophie there and uh, all the other queer acts that came in. It's re I think for me personally, it's very important. I don't know about other people. I can't speak for other people, but it was super important for me. When uh, Coachella first announced uh, the lineups and people were saying it's, you know, it's a very queer Coachella year. And I kind of mm-hmm. looked at it and I was just like, well, yes and no. There is there yeah. is artists who are very out. I mean, King Princess has now been on every festival lineup that's kind of going, which is awesome, between her and Jan- yeah. Janelle Monae. But yeah, it's it's sometimes it's hard to tell if that actually, you know, connects with the audience or not. So it's nice to hear that. And I'm, I'm sure that... You being an artist, you see it very differently. But I'm I'm hoping that you know people get to see more of that 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 inclusion. Damn, make make it gayer, you know. Yeah, that's what I say about everything. Make it gayer, please. Gay it up. <laughs> exactly. There's a little hashtag that's going that I wanted to ask you about. Um, what does it take to be car- become part of the hashtag Madrano family? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> basically. I have to like your music. And um, I really, it's just, it really is just a collection of songs that I'm really enjoying. And I don't care how many listeners or followers you have. Like if your song is, if your song slaps, I want to hear it. I myself am a small artist. So I think it's just super important to like build up other small artists and get more and more people involved in this. It, it's cool. I, I'm, I'm hoping more and more people latch onto it and pitch me their music and stuff because I'd love to, build up a, a huge following on this playlist and get more and more artists out there, including myself, obviously. But yeah. um, just, there's so much talent out there and I know what it feels like to be, to feel unheard. And I mean, even even now I feel, I get down on myself and I try not to, but I, even now there's so much space for so many people who have so much talent. And I just, I, I, that's that's what I want to see as part of the Madrano family, you know, just more and more talented voices, especially queer ones. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. So when you started that, I was just like, that's that's really neat. That's a really great way to approach it. That you know, yeah. you, you're everybody's part of my family kind of thing, and it doesn't necessarily it yeah. have to be you know a, a certain level or anything. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I was like, that's that's a pretty little genius thing that you've done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So new, uh, I know that you do have a, a new single coming out soon. When do should we expect to hear that? So I don't have an, a date yet, but it is this month. It will be this month. It's going to happen pretty quickly. Uh, it's called No More Tequila. It's actually, I've been teasing it for a while, but it's a very fun song. It's very different from anything I've done. I've sent it to a couple people and they're super hype about it. Some of them are saying it's their favorite song for me. Definitely something you can go like to a club with or like put on at a party. I'm really, really excited about it. I can't say anything just yet, but I'm hoping within the next two or three weeks it'll be out. Um, I look forward yeah. to hearing that, especially a, a different a different side of you. Right. Uh, again, I think Easier is a fantastic song, and I think it is one that kind of crosses a lot of um, audience styles, audience types. Uh, and I know people who I've played it for, they really liked it. But I think that it's great that you know you have that ability and, and to kind of go in and change it up a bit and uh, throw on something that's a little bit more clubby or whatnot to show a different dynamic of you um, Mm -hmm. to kind of reach even more audiences. Right. So what's the goal for the rest of the year? Are you looking at putting together a a full EP or a full album uh, for by the end of the year? Or are you looking at just kind of continuing with singles? Yeah, for for now, I mean, 
if I had the budget, you would definitely have an album already. <laughs> uh, but um, right now, I'm really focused on just putting out my best work and putting single after single after single. Um, I'm just kind of all putting it under this umbrella of it, it's like one huge project right now. And I just want to keep putting out really good music and writing whatever comes first to my head, you know? I think that the the idea of like having to have an EP or an album has changed quite a bit. Yeah. Once upon a time, it was kind of like you got to drop the album, you got to drop the album, you got to drop the album. EPs now have started and mixtapes have started to kind of become a, like a huge thing uh, for artists. Snippets of um, smaller projects that they're that they're kind of curating a little bit differently. Um, but even still, like there's a lot of artists who just have are still on the singles and just putting out, like you said, their best work in in one song, without trying to force it into a compilation or into an album. So right, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. As a as a fan of music and as a listener of music, I I just enjoy the good like good music. So whether it comes in exactly, you know, sixteen songs, six songs two songs, you know, a harmonica, who knows? Um, however right. <laughs> it comes, uh, is, as long as it's good and it's, you know, relevant to the artist, then that's, that's all that matters. So for yourself now, who do you listen to to get inspired by? Right. Like I said, I'm listening to a lot of Billie Eilish right now. I think she's so cool. Um, I think she's going to change the industry the same way that Lord did back in the day and the way Gaga did. I think she's, I think she can be in that league, but that's just my opinion. I listen to her a lot. I listen to Slater. Uh, I listen to uh, my fellow queer artists like Bronze and Davy Boy and That Kid. And I just love to hear all the different ideas coming out at this time. It just feels like a free-for-all right now, which is super cool. And I just keep discovering more and more artists and more and more people that inspire me. My sound in general, I don't like to always define it, but I definitely go more of the trap route. Uh, but I do want to switch it up. I, I think this song's more... The, the next song is more in the vein of like Kim Petras and Slater and all these really cool uh, women that are, you know, changing pop. So yeah, just a lot of people, a lot of queer people too. Most of the artists I listen to are on the queer side. I find, you know, whether it's, it's queer pop or, you know, there's a lot of queer country that's, that's happening right now. It just Mm -hmm. seems that the door has been opened for people to explore and to feel that they can actually identify whether or not they're coming out and, and saying right off the cuff, I'm a queer artist. They're not necessarily hiding it either. They're just trying to put music out there. And if it kind of comes out, it comes out. But they're, they're not necessarily grandstanding on it. But I just think that the door has been opened for them to be able to be themselves and, and be authentic for themselves a little bit more free than, freely than they have in the past. Yeah, and I think, honestly, a lot of people want to hear our stories and they want to hear you know, the, the queer perspective. There are a lot of people, it's a huge market. There's a, there's room for a lot of us. Uh, I think it's a great time to be a queer artist. It's a little uh, scary as always, because, you know, there's always a whole part of the world that's against us, but I love how loud we're being and I want to keep being loud. It's, it's exciting. And I'm excited to see more and hear more from you and, and so many of the others. Thank you. I'm excited Uh, to keep making this music. Thank you so much for, for joining us today and, and talking with us and sharing some of the, your, your experiences in that. What's, uh, what's next for the rest of this week? Any, any big plans? Um, next, throughout this week, uh, I'm going to be shooting the next single cover, actually. Oh, yeah, I do have big plans. <laughs> Come to think of it. I'm shooting the next <laughs> like, single oh, cover. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm actually doing a lot. <laughs> we're, we're shooting the cover for the next single. 
We are uh, finishing up the treatment for the visual that we planned, which is super, super cool. Oh my gosh, I have so many. I have a lot of ideas that I have yet to make happen, but when they happen, they are going to be so cool and I'm so excited to share it with people. Yeah, so I'm doing a lot this week for the, the next single. You need to create yourself a little idea board. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. I get to, it gets beyond me. I, I need to. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for taking the time to kind of speak with us and, and let us get to know you a little bit better. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the interest. Thank you for supporting me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you so much. I look forward to hearing the the new single and seeing all that stuff and being able to uh, push it out and talk about it and share it and love it and support it. Thank you so much. All right. We are excited to eventually have you back because that's going to happen. Thank you. I will be back. 100%. Thank you, Michael. All right. Thank you. Here we go with our Q2 of the week, the two songs you need to be listening to right now. Our first Q2 of the week comes from Daisia Iman and their song, Bad For You. This is um, a very interesting song. When I uh, was sent to me, I didn't know what to expect. And I got to say it very interesting because it crosses a lot of different genres. It is an R&B song, but it kind of gets into the jazz area, the blues area. And Daisia has really taken some chances to try to be a very unique artist and try some different things. It's not your typical type of R&B song, but that's what makes it really good. Uh, For something unique and something different, and an artist who I think is really interesting you need to check out daisy aman and bad for you q2 number two this week is coming from country artist drew beckman and his single colorado now this is a different type of country song that you would find on the radio drew beckman is really digging into the vaults deeply here by creating a song and that is rooted in traditional country. When I hear it, I think about Hank Williams and that era of country music. It's interesting to have an artist who's willing to try to go back that far and hold on to those traditions and bring them out to a current audience. So whether you're a country fan or not, you need to listen to Drew Beckman's Colorado to really get a sense of that old world golden age of country. Our video of the week this week comes from EJ, rap and hip-hop artist, and his song, Why You Mad? Why You Mad is a really fun look at uh, the traditional type of, of rap and R&B video. House party, a lot of glitz, a lot of glamour, lots of, lots of bling and lots of jewels everywhere. The bottles are, are out, 
the drinks are being poured and EJ is uh, presenting himself in both his masculine and feminine roles and he's doing both equally well and very, very balanced. In the video, you'll see a lot of pink, a lot of diamonds, uh, a lot of dancing, a lot of the uh, traditional type of, of scenery that you would see in a rapper hip hop uh, video, but it's just done so very, very differently by EJ uh, being the protagonist in the video and just singing to the crowd and just loving every minute of it. So you need to check out EJ, Why You Mad, our video of the week. Make sure you subscribe to the Q Review Podcast, available on most platforms including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Anchor.fm, and Google Podcasts. All right, we leave you now with more Hannah Trigwell. Thanks for joining. See you next time. Your hips, your back, your waist, the face you make. 